All right. Uh, what's up, dude? I have, uh, I have something here that I want to share with you. Okay. So I don't know if you noticed, but last week we hit a bit of a – our website turned a, a year. Yeah. And uh, I noticed, but I was like, well, we don't really have anything planned. We don't really have anything, you know, to to present or anything. So we're just like, oh, we'll just, we'll just keep doing what we're doing and we'll, we'll celebrate – I don't know, but we can all hang out or something. Yeah. But I was talking with this friend of mine uh, who's on one of my Discord servers, and we usually game together. His name is David. Shout out to David. Sorry sorry for using your real name. But I was talking with him, and a few weeks ago, I we were, we were, playing, a, we were playing a game, and I met, casually mentioned uh, the podcast. And he said, oh, you do a podcast? I was like, yeah. I'm like, can I, can I hear it? So I sent him a link. And David hyperfixates. So he, uh, every once in a while, who just obsessed with a new thing. Yeah. So he kind of, so he kind of got hooked on our show. Mm-hmm. And uh, because he hyperfixates, he, he likes to make lists. So he, made, so he makes lists about everything. So a couple of days ago, he sends me this, uh, this list. And I said, I'm going to read that on the show. And he said, go ahead. So... I would like to present to you the top 10 rollback cliches. Number 10, Eddie comparing anything to Pixar slash using the term Pixar level, even though it has nothing to do with Pixar. Nine, Chema saying, this really works. It just works on every episode. Eight, Chema making an obscure reference to another piece of media that is that is only obscure to Eddie, but mainstream to literally anyone else. Seven, Eddie making a surprisingly obscure reference to go uh, obscure reference to go to another piece of media that is obscure to everyone except Eddie for some reason. That is, that is what? Wait, 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 repeat that one. <laughs> Eddie, ma- so it's me making an obscure reference to a piece of media. That is obscure to you, but mainstream to everyone else. Yeah, yeah, I got then, that one. And then you making a, 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 a surprisingly obscure reference to to another piece of media that is obscure to everyone except for you for some reason. <laughs> like only I know about it. Am I understanding that properly? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think he, I think he did that. I think he mentioned that because of that episode where we were comparing something to like old films, and you mentioned this really weird French film. I think he got it from that. My life to live. I think I that's think the only old that. French film I think I got. Okay, I think that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> I looked it up. Apparently, it has like sixty reviews on Letterboxd, so it's not really that popular. So how how you know it? I don't know. Um, I took a French class. I, I took a <laughs> class. I had to. Six, Fernie hating the written intro and not even bothering to do it. Five, Chema and Eddie getting really excited for saying something at the same time, only for the recording delay to not catch it. Damn it. Uh, four, Chema injecting a random personal story to the review that has nothing to do with the with the movie and somehow like destroying the the, the road where like the, the, the review is going. Three, Fernie bashing Eddie at the start, middle, and sometimes end of his Wednesday <laughs> rewinds, sometimes straight to his face. <laughs> Two, Alex being the only person in the cast who can pronounce the character, actor, and location's names properly, yet for some reason having the least amount of screen time doing these shows one year run. <laughs> And number one, the fact that the show itself has no consistency, sometimes bringing in guests without even taking the time to introduce them, bringing in random segments only to never use them again. <laughs> like what? I like what we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> he said, love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll, I'll, I'll remain a fan. And then he left it with a P.S., I, he's saying I would I would have more cliches about Eddie if you only let him talk more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God! This guy shot. I mean, shots. <laughs> so I'm sweating. I'm actually sweating over here. So that's that's the one year celebration of the rollback. I roast. Of our of our cliches. 
how do you uh, feel? Do you still want to do this? <laughs> I think I want to retire. <laughs> oh, man. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> my head hurts from smiling and laughing. I'm not going to lie to you. All that my temple hurts. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. How do you feel? Good. I'm, I'm glad there was no Nikki cliches in there. <laughs> well, she's only been in, like, what, two or three episodes? I think... <laughs> No, but like Eddie mentioning, like remember your other friend said like he made he made our show a drinking game. Oh uh, yeah, every time I, every time Eddie mentions Nikki, drink. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, well, we should probably start the show. the show. That's our show. Hey, we did it. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. I'm Chema. And I'm Eddie. Reviewing Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And this, this is the rollback. It's a rollback. Hopefully that one does line up. <laughs> it, it won't. It won't. I can already hear it on my headphones. It's not. Um, so, so, dude. What's up, man? So. A couple weeks the, late, but. Yeah, I'm, let's talk about it. Better late than never. <laughs> We were busy last week. The the Mitchells versus the Machines. It was awesome. The Mitchells versus uh, the Machine was awesome. I watched it again. Is that again already? It's. I think it's better the second time. To be honest, I'll give it a second shot. Maybe even a yeah. third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Falcon and Winter Soldier is a Disney Plus show that's kicking off the Phase Four. Well, this and uh, WandaVision kicked off the new phase for the long running MCU. And we got a little, uh, little preview here. Falcon and Winter Soldier honor the shield. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, the Falcon, Sam Wilson, and the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, team up in a global adventure that tests their abilities and their patience. So uh, I wish I wish this show would have followed up the, the, uh, the naming convention of WandaVision because... If, if we had taken Falcon and Bucky, we could have had a show called Fucky, and that, that would have been amazing. So you can't see, but Eddie is like looking at me like a stern father would see their child after they say their first curse word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldiers, six episodes. Uh, we were watching it week by week. It was fun. It was going to be different than WandaVision. It was going to be more political, and it was going to show a little a little story of of what's going on in the MCU between movies. So we finished the show. I, I think you binged it. I was watching it week by week. And uh, what do you think? Um, this is I someone, and uh, I'm not saying this is a good thing. I hope someone like takes this whole series, trims what they can, and makes like a super long like five hour movie or four hour movie out of it. It was awesome. It's great, and it's all like movie quality. Writing is awesome. There's some great moments. Um, there's some like downsides to it. Clearly, um, you know we'll talk about that though when we get there. They they confront some really tough topics. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the series. I I did not expect to like it as much as I did. You know, and uh, for any mentioned something once in the group chat, he mentioned that uh, it's really smart for Marvel to use this TV series to really develop their secondary and third tier characters as far as like, you know, if you're not one of the main Avengers or there's not a movie named after you, you're considered a second or third tier. WandaVision, great job for Scarlet Witch. This amazing job for White Wolf and Captain America. Agree, agree. I love the series. And I actually like that it was shorter than WandaVision. Like, I like the six-episode format. I like the 45 to an hour-long setup. I like how we got to see these characters. I like how we got to see some returning characters. I like seeing uh, Sharon Carter. uh, Carter. I I like seeing Baron Zemo. I like seeing uh, the the Wakanda soldiers. I like seeing Rhodey in the first episodes. You know, I I, I like seeing these characters show up and also some some new characters coming in because I feel like we haven't seen the last of John Walker. 
I don't think we've seen the last of, of Sharon Carter. I don't think we've seen the last of Baron Zemo. And I want to know why, uh, why, uh, Jesus, I forgot her name. What was her name? Uh, talk. I'll, I'll remember. Give me a second. Uh, you mean the wife of the guy from shield, that girl, that lady, the one that John Walker's uh, handler. Yeah. What's her, what's her name? Uh, the Elaine person from Seinfeld. Well, uh, well, no. Um, so no, this movie, the series, like everything, the casting was on point. I love the fact that there was no real villain villain. There was just a lot of complicated characters that all had understandable motivations um, from the flag smashers to John Walker. Like there's so much, I really want to talk about John Walker's character actually when you're ready, but okay. uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we should start with uh, Sam and why, did it bother you that he gave him the shield? Um, I, was the imp- I was through the impression that the plot of the show was going to be, I got the shield, okay, I'm Captain America. And then the government was like, oh, no, 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 you're not Captain America. Good uh, Russell's kid is Captain America. And apparently not. The first episode starts and it's like, oh, no, I... I don't think I deserve it or I, or it doesn't fit me or, or like how he said to president Joe Biden at the end of Avengers Endgame when he takes up the shield, he goes, it still feels like it's someone else's. And so all of these are all valid uh, things. And I wasn't pissed off that Sam gave up the shield. I thought it was a brilliant uh, way to plot this story. I thought, I thought, because it's, it, it's not just him feeling unworthy it is him feeling like he cannot represent a country that does not represent him so having said that all the conversation all the racial conversations had that that were happening in the show felt valid you know you know he says that he wants he feels like he can be captain america and the world is ready for him to be captain america but is it ready well i mean and like that speech uh at the end i guess we're jumping like i assume we're gonna be jumping around which yeah spoilers uh so the fact that one if you notice sam's always trying to de-escalate situations he's always trying to be the calm one in the room he he was like a therapist for for soldiers like uh, as we know from from the winter soldier yeah yeah i mean he's constantly trying to talk walk, talk uh, John Walker yeah. down, de-escalate every situation um yeah. he and I, I put this on facebook i love hit the speech that he gives at the very end where he says i know by me wearing this wearing this suit wearing this uniform I'm pissing people off just because yeah. of the color of my skin. They don't sugarcoat it. And I love the fact that they went after it. They confronted a hard issue. And rather than, you know, sugarcoating it or something like uh, like the Green Book or the, what was that really like preachy Sandra Bullock movie? Uh, with Crash. The no, with the football Crash. player. Oh, the blind side. Yeah. It doesn't get preachy or sugarcoated like the blind side or Green Book. They go straight at it all the way, and I applaud them for this. Um, I didn't, I didn't think that we'd ever see an MCU property be this controversial. And I think it's controversial because they don't typically, most people uh, take in this media as a form of escapism. So to confront real world issues that are going on right now, and you know the trial I was talking about that was happening during the series, um, as the series was premiering, there's a lot of weight and they confronted everything and they went all the way with it and props to them props to Marvel, Kevin Feige, the writers, the directors, the actors, everyone involved for making that storyline, not only real, painfully realistic, but uh, having an honest way of dealing with it, which is like, I'm going to piss some people off, but I don't care. I'm going to do what is right. Uh, Sam Wilson. You know, saying that. Agreed. Um yeah, one of the one of the coolest parts about this show is seeing that development. And this is why I think Disney and Marvel are doing the right thing by putting these stories in this format. Because yeah, this could be a movie, but I like the serialized aspect of this. You know, I liked waiting every week for to see what was gonna happen next because these are mini stories, these are like one shots that are that don't necessarily are gonna connect with like the rest of the movies, but are important to see like, oh, what's happening here? What's happening over there? These mm-hmm. are all the things that we usually don't see in other in other movies. Like if this format existed 
like five, six years ago, there would have been a show about how Iron Man at the end of Iron Man 3 stops being Iron Man and then suddenly he's Iron Man again by by Avengers 2. You know, there would have been a show about that. Yeah. Or like, like a three, four miniseries or something. And I like how this is a good dilemma. Who's going to be the next Captain America? And yeah, why not? Let's talk about John Walker. John Walker is like, I'm, I'm not going to say... Uh, I loved hating this guy so much <laughs> during like with Twitter, with like everyone in my family when we're watching it, because this is exactly what the U.S. would do. <laughs> this is the exact same thing that they would do. Like if, if Captain America was real and he died or he retired, this is exactly the thing they would do. They would take a random white guy. They would say, oh, he's Captain America now. And we would all just, and, and everyone would just be like, oh, sure, he's Captain America. Let me take a picture with him. He, even though he hasn't done anything, that yeah. is the exact same thing that the U.S. would do. Like that's so on point, even to the point where like on the start of the second episode, it starts with like him going back to his, high school and giving an interview there as if anyone gave a shit where to which high school you went to like only americans care about that i mean look man look you know what a lot of americans had like the best time of their life in high school a lot of them peaked. i know i know um, but like only only in the only in the united states are, are, are like oh my high school days this my school days that. anywhere else you can ask like how was your high school i don't give a shit college was dope like <laughs> <laughs> i mean most americans can't nah that's too far um most you're, americans you're can't afford college there. And whose fault is that? And who's not fault mine? It's not mine. <laughs> thanks, Obama. <laughs> no one's, no one, no one's thanked Obama in like two, two presidential uh, turns. Jesus, turns. no, we've been too busy dealing with the fucking with the Cheeto. Yeah. No, that's yeah. an insult to all cheese-based products. I'm sorry, Cheetos. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, um, back to John Walker. Speaking of cheese, John Walker. <laughs> so no, dude, you know what the thing is. I couldn't him. blame him at first. Not at first. Okay. Because the thing is, it's like, look, man, I'm I'm real with you for a sec. That was yeah. Sam's shield to lose. He didn't have to give it up. He chose to. Mm -hmm. I understand why. Story purposes, fair enough. And they give him enough of a reason that he felt like... There needs to be a conflict, yeah. Yeah. So, fair enough. I'll accept it. I'm real with you for a sec. If they came to me and they said, hey, do you want to be the new Captain America... I don't know a single person that would say no. Do you? I don't. I'm, I'm not, not even American. a trained soldier. I'm not a trained soldier. <laughs> but if they said, hey, do you want to be the new cap? I would be like, yes, where, where do I sign? Where do I sign right now? So I can't blame him for, like, I felt like uh, when Bucky and Sam initially meet him, they just hate his guts right off the bat. Like, dude, he didn't do anything to piss you off. He's following orders. And then from there, uh, we go to some serious controversial and fucked up stuff uh fast forwarding a little bit you know after the flag smashers come in and whatnot and they're fighting and his best friend gets killed he kills one of the flag smashers and just remember thinking i get it he should have been more restrained but also that's your best friend that just got murdered in front of you i don't entirely blame him because how many movies is it how many we have an entire genre dedicated to like revenge movies yeah like, I don't entirely blame him for what he did. Was it right? I'm not saying that. I'm saying I understand. Okay. Uh, we're going to have an interesting discussion here because I'm about to disagree with you. And I'm about to end this man's whole career. Um, <laughs> you can fucking try. But remember, here is the, I own the rollback. Here is the difference between John Walker and uh, Steve. Um, when... Steve's best friend, Bucky, was threatened to be killed by Iron Man. And Iron Man was going wild with his, his excuse also being, I don't care, he killed my mom. This is in Civil War. Uh, he was going wild and he was about to take him out. And Steve has the opportunity to kill him. Like, he, like it's a cinematic parallel where he like takes the shield and like is about to stab him right in the heart. And what does he do? He stops. And back in 2016, we were all like, what the hell, man? What the hell? Mar Marvel's never going to kill anyone. This is, this is stupid. But now, as a cinematic parallel, I have so much more respect for Steve back then because he, he stopped. He's like, nope, 
I don't do this. I am better than this. I represent that all of us can be better than this. And when John Walker kills someone with that shield and he showed no restraint, I don't care that it was, that it was his best friend. If you take that mantle and you stand there and you pick up that shield and you use the name Captain America, you have to honor that what came before you. You have to be better. You have to represent that all, that, that entire country can be better. So while, yes, uh, revenge stories are a thrill, but you know what? Most of the times, I don't like revenge stories because I usually, because I'm not a vengeful person. Now, if I see John Wick killing, killing guys left and right because they killed his dog, I get it. I understand that. And I'm, I'm for that. But this is different. This is about mantles and symbols. And that is the entire premise of the show. What does that shield represent? And when you put blood on that shield, that is, you know, used in a revenge way, you're not being respectful to that shield. And I agree, he does not deserve that shield. So while there are things that I, that I, that I can be like, okay, you know what? They killed his best friend. Yeah, he had, a, he had a right to be pissed off. But when you represent that symbol, you can't let loose like that. That's my take. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I think there's like two things you're not quantifying. One, okay. Bucky wasn't dead yet. Like, Tony never killed him. So, no, but he was going to. Yeah, but he, yeah, but like he had they, full intention. Yeah, no, but like Bucky yeah. is still alive over there. Like, mm, you haven't killed my best friend yet. I'm just gonna cripple you. Yeah. Like, that's one. Two. Yeah. He knew Tony. Who the fuck is this flag smasher? I don't know, but he's gone. Bah! Did you anyway. saw? Did you saw like? Uh, the the. Do you notice the? How they tied in the conversation that he had before that with Carly. Which uh, which part? Exactly? So. So in that same episode, but before he gets killed, there's a scene where he is with Carly in this graveyard and they pick up like this, uh, like uh, they, they they pick up these samples from, uh, from, uh, from a tombstone, from, from, yeah. And they're talking and he mentions, I grew up loving Captain America. Like I'm a big fan. Like to me, Captain America was great. And then what happens? He gets killed by Captain America. <laughs> To be fair, he got killed by like discount Dollar General Captain America. Oh, absolutely. But you know, you know, <laughs> canon wise at the moment, I guess. In the same way that, you know, some people are sometimes part members of a band. Like, sure, you were. You were there. Um, um so, yeah, so no. Um, yeah, well, well, I do find John Walker a compelling, uh tragic and sometimes even uh even a, a very interesting character. I do think he got what he deserved to a certain point. I kind of think he should have suffered more by the end. Uh, I understand how soldiers are like, you know, discharged and everything. I I, I understand that. So, so he's like, okay, you kill someone. I guess we won't give you a medal and you can walk free. And to, and to him, it's like, oh, no, how dare you? How fucking dare you? Um, so there's a, yeah, there's an interesting conversation going on there. And while I do think that, I don't think he should have walked free by the end. I think he should be in jail. <laughs> I mean, come on, he fucking killed someone. But I mean, we have a guy that like almost tried to start an entire revolutionary war. And like, he should also be in jail. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, all right, if that guy's going to walk, you know this guy's going to walk. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, it was, we are in the U.S. after all. Yeah. It was interesting to see like him the, the episode where like he kills the guy and then the next episode him coming into like the to to be like trialed and they're like you you're you're not Captain America like, like they, they just they just give him like all these things and I'm like what is this consequences for a white guy after doing something <laughs> evil immediately it's fiction it's pure fiction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like, but for a second, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm swooning!" Like, what's what's happening? Like, I need some water. No, <laughs> yeah, no. it was a, it was an interesting, it was an interesting thing to watch, an interesting take to be done by Marvel, which is interesting because it's amazing how they can tie these little stories in between the the Doctor Stranges and the and the Thors and the. And the, yeah. and, and the Spider-Mans of the world. Like they can find the time to make these kind of stories. Um, we haven't talked about Bucky. What do you think about Bucky? 
I was about to say, I really enjoyed Bucky, his storyline uh, dealing with PTSD, his past sins, trying to make up for everything, and the hard conversation that he has to have at the very end in particular. I, I liked Bucky all the way through. Even uh, even the fact that why he's pissed at Sam, it's not so much that you give up the shield, it's that if you give up the shield, then that means uh, Steve was wrong about you. Yeah. And if he was wrong about you, maybe he was wrong about me. You know, and even say like you know you're trying to be like Steve. You're you're using his book. You're you're trying. You need to be you, buddy, pal, friend, amigo, guy. Be yourself. You know, stop trying to follow. And it was bugging me the first like twenty minutes of the show when they would not fucking stop bringing up Steve. It's like no, let this be his story. I get it, but let this be his story. Be Sam's story. Yeah, which eventually it was. Which is uh. There was like a little bit of a poetic like imagery thing happening because I I, I don't know about you but I, I watch this kind of show with subtitles um, because I I, I don't want to miss anything and when the final episode started so so, so usually I have it so so like uh, if somebody talks I see like their name and then the subtitles and so it's so it's like Falcon uh, dialogue uh, mm-hmm. Bucky dialogue when the last episode starts and you see Sam just flying and then kicking into that building and he's he's got the suit and he's got the shield and he starts talking in his subtitles it says captain america and then his dialogue so hey. it's not even like sam falcon falcon slash with the no it's just captain america that's cap that's our cap he's our cap so yeah there was a little bit of like of like okay abs- okay he's not gonna be like Sam slash he's never gonna be credited again as Sam slash Falcon slash Captain America no or, or like Sam slash Falcon Captain Captain Falcon or like Falcon America no just he's Captain America that's it that's it that's his only title and I love that I think uh, I think that's great and yeah uh, I like Bucky it took me like four episodes to realize that his hair was short now. <laughs> Yeah, I I kind of forgot. Like uh, it didn't hit me until until we were with Zemo, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, his hair his hair's short now. (laughs) I forgot about that. Um, I like Bucky in this one. you you know the 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 promotions and the trailers hyped up a lot of this tension between Bucky and Winter Soldier. Like like it was gonna be like a road comedy with like with like oh he's this way and he's this way and they don't get along. It wasn't that it wasn't that for like a long time. I, I kind of wish the show had more of that because it I, was sold as that. It. No, I, I felt, felt the more like I, I felt the more like the first episode, but not a lot on the the following ones. I felt a lot in the first four. It was uh yeah. by by episode five and six they had to start getting along because they're you know okay Start setting up for the finale, guys. Y'all like each other. Go work on the boat now. Like, yeah. Um, plus, maybe Marvel, I think they're still figuring out their formula for, for finales. Because kind of like WandaVision, the last episode, a little bit rushed. You know, fight here, fight there, whatnot. The sixth episode felt a little bit rushed. There was a great, great fucking speech by Sam. But about it. You know what I mean? Um, and I want to ask you about two, two villains in this show and then the big villains. Uh, what, what did you think about their take of Zemo and Agent Carter? Um, well, Zemo, I, I love. I think Daniel Brühl is a fantastic actor. I liked him in everything that I have seen him, even that stupid movie with Thor where they drive cars. I thought that was a dumb movie. I thought he was great in it. But um, his portrayal of Zemo was very, very iconic in Civil War. I mean, he was he was probably the most normal looking villain that Marvel has had. And yet he was one of the most memorable ones with that accent and his speeches and that line that, that, that you know, uh, here's how, you know, the character, uh, here's how, you know, his performance was good. And the character was iconic enough. Uh, I was talking with my parents who, uh, as we already know, I use them as like your typical moviegoer person, you know, your average fan who's not at all connected with everything. Yeah. And I and I told them like, oh, Simo's coming back for the show, and they go like, who's that? And I and I go, Mission Report, December 16, 1991. And they go like, oh, of course, that guy. <laughs> like, that's how good the character was in Civil War. And in this one, they bring him back, and he's menacing at first. But what do they do? 
they made him likable. It got they, to the point where <laughs> I liked him more than I liked John Walker. Like, and the show, the show shouldn't work like that. But oh, when they got to that scene where he was dancing at the club, oh yeah. Now, well, give, give, give me a Zemo show. Like, I'll watch it. What did he say though? Um, it's a masterpiece, James. Comprehensive, complete, front to, uh, from top to bottom, complete. So something like that. He said something like that, and I loved it. I loved every goddamn second of it. Oh yeah, it was good. It was just like it was. There's one scene where like they're hanging out in this in this place where they're staying, and he makes this tea, and he just goes up to them and like offers it, and they just say no, and he just has to like walk back, and just like put the tea down. Also, also small, small, small little detail, but there's a scene where like uh, the, the the Wakanda guards show up to like apprehend him, and he escapes through a tunnel in the restroom and Sam mentions uh, says I can't believe he pulled an El Chapo on us <laughs> yeah, I, remember that I part. cannot fucking believe that El Chapo is like canonically exists canonically in the Marvel Universe I just I cannot believe I can just imagine El Chapo like watching that episode on the jail just like pointing at the TV like 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 Leo DiCaprio in, in, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just like what the hell <laughs> Wait, he's in U.S. prisons. I know for a fact he probably is not watching the show. <laughs> yeah, I know more than I care to admit, but I know for a fact he's not watching Disney Plus. <laughs> they don't have Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, um, Zemo yeah. was awesome. I, I loved yeah. uh, his interactions with everyone. He, he was very charismatic. He was. Yeah. Baron Zemo, much better than his take on Civil War. Granted, he had more time to develop here, which is probably why. Yeah. But damn, I liked him so goddamn much. Me so too. Good. And and same thing that we said with Catherine Hahn at the end of WandaVision. I'm glad that they kept him alive because I want to see him again. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, even uh, even the scene, is, oh my God, I loved it. I love the fact that they had enough in common to work together. He wants the super soldiers gone. And he said he has no qualms. Yeah. Like, no. I'm here with you to kill them. Like, let, let's be clear about that. We, ha- the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. But he still had his own agenda at the end, and I and I I, I low key respect that. And I then, the yeah. the fucking butler, <laughs> the butler. I got this. Bah! And then, uh, so you mentioned him and Carter. Sean Carter, right? Um, Carter took an interesting turn in this show because uh, the last time we saw her was in Civil War. You know, she kissed uh, Captain America and then, and then we're like, okay, we'll just, I, I guess we'll just not acknowledge you ever again. Um, so she comes back and she has, she's working, she's tied in with this, uh, with this black, uh, black market thing. And by the end, we see that she gets pardoned and she gets to come back and everything is fine. But, oh, she's still, she's still tangled up in that. And, I was talking about this with with my sister because we watched the show together and she said, do you think she's going to be a villain next? And I said, no, I think she's fine. I think it's just that she realized that she's has a good business going on there and that she's good at that. So she's going to still do that. And that's what I think. But I wouldn't be surprised if they made her into a villain. I mean, I think they're going to have to. I just don't know against who. Um I love the fact that we finally had someone turn. Because think about it, like she stood on, she stood by Captain America when shit went down when it came to uh, the Winter Soldier and Shield, you know, being taken over by Hydra. She stood by him there. In Civil War, she went on the land because she had to sneak out his equipment uh, along with Falcons. You know, she did all that. Uh, she got treated by like shit by her country. She went on the run. To a point where was it Liverpool, Lorpy, uh, Lor- yeah. I, I can't pronounce it, but anyway, um, that was the only place that where she could hide. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of someone being like, "My country fucked me over every time I tried to save it. I'm done. I'm done being a good guy, and good for her." At that point, I, good for her. Yeah, I mean, it's uh. I mean, it's not the last time we're going to see her. We're definitely going to see her again. Um, what's another uh, character? So we have a... Uh, what do you think about... How do you feel about seeing Sam's family and seeing that other side of him? 
and how even though he's an Avenger, he's he's broke. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I think they answered a lot of questions. Um, you know, the banker is like, so like, how did it work? Like, did Tony take care of you guys? Was there like a pension and government thing? And so I was like, I mean, no, like mostly goodwill, I guess. Like, I, I feel like that should have been taken care of. Like you see fucking pots in, in, uh, far from home being like, Hey, Here's $10 million to help with homelessness or whatever. You would think that they would have, that, that Stark Industries would have established some kind of superhero fund. Maybe they'll do it in the future. I doubt it because Tony's gone now. But yeah. like, hey, maybe like help out the heroes that are sacrificing all their time and their energy. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it touched on topics because also this is a post-Thanos snap world. And I don't know, I want to see a little bit more of that world. Like what happens to, let's say someone was married and their spouse disappears and they're still alive. And then, I don't know, they meet someone else, they marry and then their spouse comes back. Like what happens then? I want to see a story about those people. And things Oof. like that are things like that are being touched on these shows. They touched it on One Division and they touched it here. And I think they're going to keep touching it in the Loki show. I think they're going to touch it, hopefully, in the upcoming Miss Marvel show, which looks amazing. And I really want to see what's going to end up happening here. Um, something interesting that also happened was uh, the Dora Milash showed up, which is the, the Wakanda guard, the Wakanda royal guard. And I have a suspicion. I have like a small suspicion that At the end of that episode, I think it was episode three or four, when Bucky's walking and he sees those little orbs from the from the bracelet of the Wakandans, and he starts following them and he picks them up and then he turns and he sees the Dora Milaje, the the, the 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 Wakanda guards. I have a feeling that if Chadwick Boseman were alive, he would have shown up there, like that like that was like a rule for him, like like he would have been the one to show up. Like I chased uh, uh, Zemo last time, I'm gonna do it again. You know, man, I, mm, I, God, that's such a hard thing to respond to. Cause yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's beneath T'Challa. Cause like he has to run an entire kingdom now. Yeah. But also But he's like, done it before. Well, not also like, I mean, that he was would take it personal. Yeah. I mean, that, that was his fucking father. Like, yeah. like, you know, they're like, Hey King, um, FYI Zemo kind of escaped. Like, Hmm. Hmm, hmm. How Siri run everything? She's probably more qualified than I am. I'm gonna deal with this real quick. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, I man, that imagine T'Challa in in this show. I just know, like, I know we're not watching it in theaters, but it would have been like a everyone stand up oh. and cheer moment. Yeah, yeah, it would have been amazing. Um, so yeah, so there's that. We haven't even touched on on. Carly, who's the who's the actual main villain? The um, I feel like villain's a very harsh term. I feel like she's the antagonist. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. But like she, I agree. So one another tough topic that this show confronts that I again I applaud them for is immigration, yeah. um, and they make a good point. You know the radical the, rioting. <laughs> it's never looked this glamorous. God no, I mean and super powered also. Yeah. Um, But no, yeah, the, the whole idea of, like, uh, repatriation and whatnot, it feels too eerily and scarily realistic that, like, that would happen in, in our world. Um, you know, and, and especially with the previous presidency, uh, as, of, as of the time of this recording, at least, there was a lot of repatriation going on with people who had been here for 18, 20 years. Um, in addition to that displacement of immigrants, you know, what happens, you know, hey, This home was on sale. I bought this home. The owners reappear. Good call. Get the fuck out of my house that I bought. Yeah. Or vice versa. You know, maybe the owners show up and they kick you out. And it's like, I purchased that home. Yeah, but they came back. Yeah, but they were all legally declared dead, weren't they? Like, it's such yeah. a clusterfuck of, uh, not a clusterfuck, a fuckster cluck. Whatever. You know what I mean? There's a phrase for it. I can't remember it. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> no, not clusterfuck. The other version, clusterfuck, buster, cuck, whatever. You get what I mean. Anyway, um, no, I heard the phrase earlier in the YouTube video. Anyway, uh, there's one of my, there's one of my uh, 
it's one of those annoying cliches that I do every damn time. Uh, <laughs> this but, is the first time. <laughs> God. But no. Um, point being, though, is that it's such a complete mess. It's realistic. And for these people to be like, how many, how many times do we have to die to live on this goddamn planet? I understand. And I like it. I loved her story and why they did everything that they did. I wish they dedicated more time to it, honestly. They were justified, you know, I think. You know what I like? That she was not in any way tied to Tony Stark. <laughs> that too. Yeah. I that mean, too. It's, it's, it's become a, its own cliche that every villain is like a villain because of Tony Stark. And this one, not exactly. So, you know. For props? once. Props? Question mark? Um, T'Challa's villain wasn't tied to Tony. No, but... Is he one of the exceptions? The, yeah, he's one of the exceptions. Um, w- question. Did you freak out when Julia Louis-Dreyfus showed up on this show? Because I... She's the one that like shows up to John Walker and is like, I'm going to sponsor you now. I'm going to Oh, I didn't give a fuck who that is. Okay, uh, because, you know... She's a comedy legend. She's been in the game for like a long time. And I don't know if she's just coming in doing like a super serious role. And I'm like, what? It's like when Dave Chappelle shows up in, in the Star is Born. It's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Dave Chappelle appears in the Star is Born? Yeah. I don't remember that scene. I believe you. I just don't remember that scene. Yeah. No. So, yeah. So, they, so yeah, it was weird. It, it was like, why is this comedy legend in this like super serious role like and, and she's being teased that she's going to show up i think she mentioned that she's showing up in the black widow movie too uh so i'm guessing she's going to be like the anti uh samuel l jackson to like to like i don't know maybe she's going to form a league of supervillains with like john walker at the start and starting the, line the thunderbolts maybe you know basically like super like villain villain avengers they have the red hulk uh maybe vulture can make an appearance there also abomination they got options. I mean, Abomination lived, I think, on the Hulk movie. Oh, he lived. He was supposed to come back. When apparently, one of the early drafts for uh, Avengers Two, Electric Boogaloo, was actually going to be a Thunderbolts uh, team against the Avengers. Like they were going to bring back Abomination. Uh, they were going to bring back, I think, Bucky to be the foil for Captain America. Like, oh, and Whiplash. No, no, Whiplash was dead by that time. Uh, they were going to bring back some other villain to fight Tony. Like, basically, like beat for beat. Like a- like a villain for each one. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Avengers Two: Electric Boogaloo would have been a uh, a better title than Age of Ultron. I mean, what do you mean Age of Ultron? It was only like two days. But <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, um, so the Flash Smashers, great villains. Um, yeah. <clears throat> actually, I want to talk about something that's been speculated that Disney will not comment on, but I believe it's true. Are you aware of the drop storyline in this show? Not, not at all. Tell me. <clears throat> so this show began filming, I think, back in what, 2019, you know, pre-COVID-19, obviously. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there is a point in this movie where you remember Carly's like best friend dies, like 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 or like her mentor. Someone she really cared about just dies, right? Yeah. And they have they a go funeral. to the funeral. Yeah. 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 And it's explained in the voiceover that it was pneumonia. Right. And there's a there's a point where Sam says, oh, they're trying to steal these vaccines or whatever, whatever. Right. Yeah. It's widely speculated that uh, there may have been a virus as part of a storyline in this show. And that they cut out um, as much of that virus as they could because they didn't want to relate too harshly to current day events. It would have been in bad taste. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's like, should they have done it or shouldn't they? Because. They were going to confront the idea of, uh, and this is alleged, bear in mind, but allegedly uh, cover the idea of like, look, when the blip happened, or sorry, when Thanos snapped his fingers, everyone disappeared. It was like the world united to some degree. We all went through this one common trauma. No matter where you were on the planet, you would look at someone and you say, who'd you lose? I lost, I lost this person, you know, common. Yeah. And for... You know, for half these people, half the planet to come back, you know, resources had diminished. They were getting back to normal levels for 3.5 billion people. All of a sudden, there's now 7 billion people, plus the ones that were born over those five years. There's not enough resources to go around. There's a global yeah. pandemic going on. Uh, there's more than enough resources for 3.5. That was right. 
7 billion people is not enough. So they got to hijack these vaccines to give to their camps that are vastly underfunded and underutilized. Yeah. You know, um, would it have been in bad taste? Maybe. But I thought that in that storyline would have been really interesting if only, it, you know, shit hadn't gone down. Who knows? Maybe this show would have been a little longer. Maybe each episode would have been longer by a few minutes if they had confronted the problem. I agree. It would have been a very interesting take because, like I mentioned before, I do want to see how this world is tackling the disappearance of half of the people and then and then just they just come back. You know, it is a very interesting take. Uh, it would have added to the drama. It, I, I think I think it would have made Carly a little bit more sympathetic, even like uh, to see that she is a victim in the midst of all of this. And yeah, it would have made it, it would have been interesting, but it would have been in bad taste. Maybe, and this is just a maybe. Well, I mean, they, they definitely didn't record, they didn't film all that. They 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 just rewrote everything. But if you know, randomly, we got like an extended version of like maybe two extra episodes and they expand on everything. Maybe, you know, we could see that in the future. Zack Snyder's Justice League proves that things like that can happen. But I don't know. If if anything, I'm happy with the show that we got. Uh, it would have added a lot of drama and gravitas, but sometimes, yeah, we gotta be gotta be respectful of the of the of real life situations when it comes to things like this. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Um so I think we come we talked about most of this. Um Oh, did you feel John Walker deserved to be uh, redeemed at the very end? Did you think he deserved it? I kind of didn't, but what do you think? I think it was too fast. I think uh, him coming back, you know, with his makeshift uh, uh, shield and, you know, wanting to be like, no, I'm still Captain America. I'm going to do my thing. And then I don't know where he has a change of heart and he saves, he he stops, quote unquote, air quotes, stops this this bus from falling when that's actually not not him it's it's actually the real captain america doing it um and then he's just buddy buddy with with bucky and they're just walking together and i'm like this is too fast like this is not this it shouldn't be that immediate and because of that i didn't feel like he was redeemed properly and because of that i don't like that he walks free by the end so do i think he deserves to be redeemed yes but not in the way that they did it. I think it should have taken longer. It should have been more complex and it should have taken way more of a toll on him than what it did, because I don't think he went through enough. I think he should have gone through more. Yeah. Um, So uh, wrapping things up here, what what would be your final grade, final thoughts on this film overall? Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is great. I thought it's, it's, I think it's a great little, chapter in the mcu definitely one in a smaller scale but that that strikes an equal an equal stronger punch um the characters are great it's 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 charismatic it's funny and uh you can if you have a weekend free you can binge it in a weekend so you know i think it's great i i give it a what i give it a i give it an 8.7 out of 10 i think it's great i like the more daring and um experimental thing that they did with wandavision this like that one felt like a true unique thing while this one feels like oh it's a political uh drama that's got action and you know a little bit of more uh social commentary which is also great um but yeah, it's an it's an interesting show, and it's a good it's a good thing to add to the MCU. It's another win for Marvel, and mm-hmm. yeah, I highly recommend it. You? Sure. Um, God, it's another crown jewel in the Captain America franchise. Yeah, um, I agree. And let's be very clear: this is not Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Let's be clear. Yeah, as the as a final credit. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. I love when they did that that reveal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this movie. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. No, you. you go. Oh no, I was going to say yeah. This movie, another crown jewel for the Captain America franchise. Four for four. Shockingly, I. You're not even Iron Man can claim that. Yeah. Um, God, like from start to beginning, they 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 deal with some very harsh topics. Um, they deal with some very realistic topics. They walk this fine line of like reality but the manner in which you're supposed to do things. I love the fact 
that they kind of confronted and they say like you know the world might be like this but i don't give a shit i mm-hmm. just great overall as a whole um amazing character development great uh writing great story oh you heard that yeah is everything okay yeah, my, my my dad and my sister are watching a soccer game. Sorry, Mexicans. Oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, bleep that. Is your team winning? I don't know. They're yelling, so probably not. Shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm keeping this. Except for that part. I'm surprised you heard that, though. <laughs> I guess their team is really is either really winning or getting their asses whooped. <laughs> I mean, tomorrow, if, if if everything at breakfast is really quiet, then they lost. So I'll, I'll tell you tomorrow. I can't believe you heard that because I like because because I'm used to that. Yeah. <laughs> I was I'm like, are that. you okay? Did you I'm see like, my eyes? I was like, Chema, you're yeah, like, yeah, did you yeah. Call somebody? No, 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 no. Everything is fine. This is normal. This is like every day. <laughs> okay. I, I've learned to like, you know. Tune it uh, out. Yeah, I've learned to like tune it out. It's like it's like living next to the airport. Like at some point, you just stop noticing. That's fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> scale of one to ten, I'd give it an eight. Honestly, it's re- definitely rewatchable. I don't see myself rewatching it anytime soon, but that doesn't make it bad. It just means like, no, I I watched it, I enjoyed it, I'm good. Yeah. Sadly, I don't think these shows give themselves enough to rewatchability, which uh, which is a real shame, but. Mm-hmm. Then again, I don't think a lot of the MC movies give themselves to rewatchability, except for Thor Ragnarok. I can watch Thor Ragnarok every day of the week and I'll be happy. But other than that, you know, I like the MCU. It's an it's a very interesting experiment that just somehow keeps working. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll just gotta keep working until it doesn't. So this is this is a nice little way of expanding it even more without making us buy a single comic book. Thank you, cinema. You are. A gentle lover. So, uh, <laughs> I want to. I'm going to keep trying to work that into it into every episode. Um, I haven't said this really works in the entire episode, but yeah, this show really works. God damn it! Uh, is this it now? We're so meta that we we're aware of the bullshit, and we're going to just go with it. I'll do, do that, that if you want. Do you think that broke like your your way of doing things now? Like now, now a little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll shake it off by the next episode. <laughs> it's like that episode of How I Met Your Mother, where like they break the glass and they realize like everything that they do. Oh, I forgot yeah. that episode breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. If you're listening to us on YouTube, you can follow us on any of our links down below. If you're listening to us via podcast, please like and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, I know I ask this every time, but I'm going to keep asking. Tell your friends about us. That's how I found out about all my favorite podcasts. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to hear more about our thoughts on movies, go to the rollback.net. I've been Chema. And I've been Eddie. And, and this, this was, was the, the rollback. rollback. Oh, shit. We kind of got it that time. <laughs> and we're signing off with a reminder that it's okay to change your perspective on something after learning new information. Careful. You might be asking too much about some certain people. Well, yes.